What's happening, guys? Dave <laughs> the Film Junkie here. Welcome to Batman the Fanimated Stream, episode 12. We're in episode 12. And of course, uh, I'm here with my co-host. Scott! Oh. So I never forget when it comes to the Batman stream. I know, right? You never stream it. <laughs> For some reason, I keep forgetting on the vodka streams, not on the Batman streams. What's going on? How you doing? I'm doing okay. So I have to ask, before we start off, when you started to watch tonight's episode, did you remember it? Yes, of course. Okay. Uh, well, I did the same thing again. I, I wa- watched it twice. Watched it with my mom last weekend. She put it on, and it was it was one of those things where it was like, when it first started, I went, oh, wait, wait, what? It? Uh, okay, and then, of course, you know, when <laughs> things happened, I was like, it just all started just, you know, rolling back, so... Yeah, it was one of those two. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, this really is a good episode. Speaking of mom. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. How's it going, guys? We got David here. We got uh, Fear Jason, of course. We got Mr. Northman. Jose is here. We got Bat City stuff. Don't you hate it when you drink soda and instead of burping, you fart instead of and it burns. Interesting. Okay. I can't say I've ever ex- experienced that personally, but I um, I, it would no. suck. I, yeah, I agree. That does- sound like it would definitely suck and of course we have uh mr eric here it's a good way to start right there thank you thank you bat city stuff um but uh yeah speaking of bubbly stuff i'm drinking some seltzer man because i drank so much beer last week that i'm like you know what hey, could I'm you sorry. hold it up for me i've been meaning to look at which okay so you do the bud light seltzer i like okay. the bud light ones i mean okay the the, the white red claw <laughs> i'm jumping episodes here <laughs> I was about um, to say, uh, it says hold your horses man yeah, we'll be there in like a month we'll get, there. we'll get there no but uh yeah there's like the white claws they're all right and then you know various different ones but for some reason i just i don't know i seem to dig the, the bud light ones and it's dangerous though dangerous because they're they're refreshing and especially on a hot day i mean it was like 101 today and uh, i went and got a pizza earlier and it's just like it's grueling out there and i'm like you know what i'm not gonna do beer i'm gonna do some good old seltzers but yeah not too bad cool i've been meaning to ask because i keep on going down the liquor aisle and i keep on looking at the seltzers i'm just like which one which one is it which which there's two too many choices, man. I just yeah. I, don't don't do that to me. I know they're all, I, I, and I knew it was going to happen too. I, like as soon as I heard about these coming out, and then I tried them, I went, "Oh, that's dangerous because they're not too, they're not sweet. It's just like a little hint of flavor. Flavor, you know, there's barely any sugar in them, or like there's like hardly any. There's like one gram or anything like that. Um, yeah, it's got zero grams. It says, well, there you go. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, it's got no sugar, and uh, it's like only 100 calories, and it's just. Yeah, it's just t- it's just like a hint of flavor, but it's mainly just just a water. And yeah, I mean, it takes a while to feel something. I will say that, but you don't wake up with a hangover, so that's good. You're hydrated. So, anyways, there you go. There's our uh, seltzer talk. That's what we're talking about right there. Because seltzer. he goes into the whole drug discussion that we're going to have with this episode, <laughs> Jack, dude. You weren't kidding. I mean, like, like I told you, I started, didn't I? I started, when things started going on, I was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, yeah. When you said like, this is like for a kid's episode. Whoa. I think I even put it in the description of our video. I said like, it gets pretty serious for a kid's episode. So, um, yes, we are, uh, uh which episode are we on again? It's never too late. Never too late. I don't know why I can't remember that title. I'm like, which one again? I always want to use, I want to say forgot something, blah, blah, blah. Now it's never too late. Um, and of course, you know, we got that lovely t- title card. I love how like I placed it where it looks like the lights just light, light, it's lighting you up just right. 
you know, I don't know. I, I fixed. I know last week for some reason you were farther back. I don't know what happened with that thumbnail. But anyways, probably because I got the new computer and I had to transfer things over and everything got messed up. But so, yeah, we're uh, this one. I mean, yeah, I mean, we got Rupert Thorne back. And yes. this is like right. This is like, like some mob war shit in this one. I mean, I was it, about to say, like, how many times watching this episode did you feel like you were actually watching The Godfather? Oh yeah, there's some like I mean, the restaurant. The end, yeah, the restaurant and all this. I mean, it's it's definite uh, mob. This is. I mean, this is what's great about this. This is what's great about this series is like, yeah, you can have you know, of course, the classic villains, but then you get something like this. And it's just so unique, and it's it's just really good. And there's, like you said, some serious shit <laughs> happens yeah. in this in this episode, which we'll get to. And uh, I mean, that's that's where we start off too. So we meet we meet uh, Arnold Stromwell, who's watching TV, and there you know, there's this whole mob war thing happening. Um, this whole mob war thing happening where um, he's watching the TV. Gordon's on the TV, and he's talking about it, and he's basically saying that Stromwell is about ready to retire. Like he's 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 the old guard. And, Thorn is like like the new guard. I know, and, and I love it. It's like thank you, exposition. Like, yeah, <laughs> helpful exposition to the audience. But right. I think it's interesting that Stromwell is a character that literally his first appearance is technically his way out the door. Yeah, true. Like no, this no, the first he'll time come back later because he's yeah. related to a very important character. <laughs> Huh. later on yeah okay yeah, um do you want me to, do you remember no, i don't remember do, do you want me to tell you yeah just say it he's tony zuko's uncle ah okay all right i was like wait a minute yeah it was, again it's all back in there and you just gotta just gotta hit the button um so it's what's always funny and like you know and just like in cliche you know you got the mob boss and he's getting upset and of course, like one of the henchmen has to like kiss his ass. You look great on TV, boss. You know, it's just it's always like that. You look great, boss, or something like that. And he's always like, shut up, you know, or something. And then of course, um, he smashes the 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 remote, and then we find out that Stromwell's son has, is missing. We don't know where he's at, and he suspects it's uh of course Rupert Thorne, which why wouldn't you when that's like your rivalry? Why wouldn't you think it's uh that guy, especially after hearing you know, the exposition that, that Gordon gave saying like, oh yeah, you're out the door and Rupert Thorne is going to try to push you out the door. Maybe he'll kidnap your son. I know. And it's, and I think it's interesting that once again, for a kid's show, they're going kind of intricate. I mean, it's like, we're not talking, you know, it's like gang warfare, but on a mob level, which just feels different, like, because it's organized crime and, I don't think as a kid watching this episode when I was 10, I really understood what everyone was talking about. Like this is one of those episodes that really didn't click with me until I was like in my twenties and I was doing a rewatch and I went, Oh, this is what this episode's about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, there's when they, when we get to the flashback parts, I mean, it does show uh, Arnie, you know, uh, Stromwell as a kid, Maybe they were trying to, I don't know if they were trying to, hey, well, let's show the kids thing. But then it's like, you know, that's going to be one of the clips that we uh, that I'm going to play that, you know, hopefully YouTube doesn't block. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah. The past two episodes. I don't know if it's just because it was those. But I mean, it, it, it comes back, but it's just like, what the heck? But, you know, I like it. I like it being part of the show where we can actually comment, do commentary on a clip. But anyway, so then well, that, once again, we're commenting, yeah, no. like, and that's what it and, and it, always it always clears, you know, and that's what's so stupid about it is like it's like they just got a YouTube picture shit. Anyway, so then we cut to um, 
Thorne eating at Pete's, you know, traditional. I mean, like you said, I mean, you, you talk about it, when it, when you have the complete restaurants empty, Thorne's there, you know, with his uh, with his people, and then but except there's one one guy passed one out. Bomb. So, so yeah, passed out a bomb. bomb. Yeah. Passed out bomb uh, on the table, got his head down. But you know, I, immediately I went. I remember going, oh yeah. Okay, it was like it was all just starting to click, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, now I'm really remembering this episode. And sure enough, it's Bruce, all you know, with a beard and everything. Huh? What? You as know? soon as he talks, though, you're like, oh, oh yeah. here's Conroy. It's like, oh, yeah. there's Conroy. Okay, okay, <laughs> definitely Conroy. Um, and then he even has a cane and everything. And then of course he leaves like a you know a little bug so he can listen in, which of course it blinks and lights up. You know, I think. at least at least it, at least it doesn't beep. It doesn't beep. Yeah. It doesn't make a noise because that, yeah. But it does like, it's like somebody, I mean, it's literally like Thorne is facing the table. He could probably be like, what the, the hell? What the hell is that blinking under the table? Pete! But uh, so yeah, he's listening. And uh, it is kind of funny too because it's like, so we cut to Bruce like when he's listening. And um, um, Thorne, of course, is talking about uh, how he wants to pretty much set up Stromwell. And and then Bruce is in the Batmobile. I'm like, it, it, was he planning on also being Batman tonight? Or like, I don't, <laughs> dude, I'm glad to know you're not the only one because I'm going to be honest. I had a little cognitive dissonance seeing <laughs> Bruce in the, in the Batmobile. Yeah, I was kind of going like, and he pulls away. I'm like, all right, does he is he going back to the back? Because it just seems like you know, I mean, we had the episode, of, you know, the forgotten episode where he dressed up and he took like you know one of his Baker, yeah. yeah. He took like his one of his junker cars, and this time it's like, all right, he's in the Batmobile. <laughs> cool, that's fine. Maybe he was just, uh, well, I mean, I guess it's better than the bike. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, that, he only brings that out when it's pouring down rain. You know, absolutely. <laughs> I like this element also because once again, remember in the movies, one of the biggest complaints that a lot of Batman fans have is how much, how we haven't gotten the detective Batman yeah. in the movies. And it it's just moments like this, that I love how the animated series leaned into the detective aspect, like from the get go. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, they do. It. I mean, we've, we've talked about it in past episodes too, just uh, random things it does, but yeah. Um, and then um, Stromwell's, um, of course, pissed at everything. You know, he's just he's just a man, an upset dude. And then, of course, we get to the train track. So here's where we do the little flashback to uh, Arn, Arnie and uh, Michael. Michael, right? Yeah, yeah, Mike. Yeah, because yeah, he, he calls him Mike. Yeah, right. Arnie, Arnie. And then, so they're just walking on the tracks. Uh, we kind of get a sense of like, okay, we haven't met the older version. But then, we're what's interesting about this episode too is, I mean, when you get when we get to it, you're kind of like. Cause we see this flashback where um, a train's coming, not, oh, by the way, animation. Great. So Spect good. I finally find pay attention. Spectrum is the yeah. studio. Okay. Spectrum. Spectrum is the studio that does the, like the, the good, yeah, the good episodes. I mean, the good episodes. When the train is like coming in, I just love how it's like got that, you know, that smoke and it just kind of, it reveals itself. Like it's, Oh, this thing's going to like, this thing's coming for you, kid. It's coming for you. Almost thing. And you got the music, of course, the beautiful score that we always rave about from Shirley Walker and Arnie's foot is caught in the track. And then uh, he gets it out and then <gasps> he's on the other side of the tracks. Another train coming. Watch out, Arnie. A little suspenseful yeah and and i love the way once again dealing with how mature the writing is in this episode 
you know, you're dealing with a man who's basically having a PTSD episode. Oh, yeah. like, like, you know, the blinking railroad crossing lights are a trigger for him. And I, once again, I love the fact that they're dealing with this in such a realistic, serious manner. Like, no, that's 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 literally how psychologically this would work. And it's a great way to set up the relationship that is going to be kind of a slow burn because we don't understand at this moment what the heck this little flashback has to do with anything, especially since as you, as you look at the title card art, the trains in the title card art. So yeah. like, you know, the train's important, but we don't know why. And they, they make us wait to find out. Yeah. Because it cuts before, you know, when you just see Arnie, like, you know, his eyes get all ah, again. So then you don't know. You're like, well, wait, what happened? Um, and then of course, yeah, we'll eventually find out, which is actually a, like a really good scene. That's the clip I have that we'll show in a bit. Um, and then of course we cut to Batman. This is a beautiful shot too. Batman on top of uh, that church. And yes. it's like hands up and you see the gargoyles and stuff like that. I'm like, ha, ah, look at that Batman. I mean, that, 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 that'll give you a Woody right there. Any Batman fan. I mean, it's, it's just good. The animation. I think it's also interesting. I don't know even today. Um, the use of the cathedral, mm -hmm. him going to talk to the priest. Like, I honestly don't think you could get away with, like, you wouldn't put that in a kid's cartoon these days. Like that, like, huh? yeah. No aspect of it, no stuff like that. Yeah, you might be right. That's interesting. Didn't think about that. Um, yeah, but like you said, he does talk to the priest because he talks to he talks to Mike. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it reminds me. You know what it reminds me of? Have you ever read For Tomorrow, the Superman comic by Azarello and Jim Lee? I have not. Okay, I'm not a big fan of the comic, but there's a recurring element in the story of Superman going to talk to a priest. Hmm. So it just it was it was kind of a cool now the comic wasn't written until like 2004 so this came first yeah. but i still like this idea that batman's talking to this priest and you can tell by their conversation that they've talked before yeah. they know e they know each other because they're father yeah that's right it's time yeah yeah it's like they under there's an understanding between them and i think that's so cool because once again slow burn like you you, you don't know the audience is not being risky yeah. Who is this guy? What? Why? Why does Batman need to see a priest? How does this connect to the mob war? Like we don't know. And honestly, it's acting. It's it's asking for a lot of patience really from is. a from a children's audience. Really is. And then yeah, Eric, you just mentioned that in the in the uh, the chat. Yeah, Superman talking to the priest. Yeah, I'm sure there that that was probably what maybe that's what Snyder pulled for uh, Man of Steel during that scene. Um, but um, yeah, so he tells him, and then of course, uh, Michael, the priest, he's just like Arnie, and he goes, "He that that's a soul that he wishes that he didn't have to save or something." He says something like that to the lines. I of wish that. it was a soul. I wish I could give up on. I'll give up on. There it was yes, because I mean, and then you're like kind of going, huh? Okay, and then maybe I mean, obviously, you know, as kids, we're not going to make the correlation. Oh, that's the kid. But I mean, watching it now, you kind of go, okay, yeah. I mean, it kind of you kind of go. But then at the same time, you still don't know what happened in that flashback. And mm. even when we do see it, which we'll get to, you almost think like, did one of them, did, did, did the other kid die? Maybe. I, I know, know, right? Yeah. Like, it's pretty serious, pretty serious. Um, and then, uh, all right. So then, um, yeah, there's, where are we at here? We're back at, uh, yeah, approaches the father. And then, of course, we're back at Pete's uh, with Thorne. Stromwell shows up. Um, and then 
when they uh and then Thorne basically says like hey let's talk man to man okay let's get out let's get the the henchman dudes out of here one of the voices is one of the voices bullock's voice i think one of them is actually uh, i think it's one of uh stromwell's men when uh, I think I heard it. I was like, that sounds kind of like Bullock's voice. I wasn't, I'm gonna be honest. I was watching it on my, I had to watch on my phone ah, today. So I wasn't able to like sit down and like, if I had my iPad or if I had my TV, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was on like, I was like, I was yeah. literally like doing this, like trying yeah. to watch the episode today. <laughs> so maybe you, I squatted a voice. I'm pretty sure because, you know, with this scene, this scene gets intense because. Um, once everybody leaves and then uh, Thorne is just trying, you know, he's being Thorne, but he's got that smirk on his face, that Thorne he smirk. Swore, he yes. Get out. Yeah. So it's, it's like, how do you even trust this guy? You know? Well, that's the thing. Stromwell doesn't. He, yeah. He, yeah. he honestly doesn't because he immediately, of course, like throws him up against the bar and he's like, he's yeah. accusing him of his son. And it's kind of interesting because Thorne genuinely is like, Dude, I have no idea what you're talking about. And like, he goes like, "I never, I never, you know, I never bring family into this and shit I never like mess that." With family, you know. It's like, whoa, whoa, Thorn has morals. Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. He actually has some limits on some of the the corrupt shit that he does. So, I mean, I guess that's nice. But yeah, so he does. So that's all happening, and then you know, Stromwell calms down, sits down, and then uh, Thorn and Pete. I guess that's Pete. Yes, yeah, Pete, right? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they they leave, but then all I'm automatically Stromwell just like knows something is up because you know I think even Thorne gives that smile again. It's like, uh, and then he locks the door, lights go out, and Batman you piece up. of crap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny when I watched this with my mom. She was like, "Why would Pete blow up his restaurant?" I'm like, "He probably got a, he probably got paid off big time by Thorne. This is just the whole front. Don't even." You know, money talks. You blow up your restaurant. Okay, screw it. And he's probably gonna collect some insurance money for all we know. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, he's gonna make he's gonna make bank on yeah. <laughs> on all of this, you know. Yeah. And and once again, it's like why would he blow up his restaurant? Well, well you're gonna are you gonna say no to Rupert Thorne? Exactly. I'm not, you it's know. Like- and I'm sure, like on the other side of town, they've already probably got Pete's, uh, you know, original Pete's or something like Pete's Best or something. They'll have like the second version of it. He's probably franchised, so I think he'll be all right. Um, so yeah, that happens. It blows up, but of course, Batman saves his ass. Um, yeah, this is when the goons are outside, and I'm pretty sure one of them is uh, whoever voices Bullock. It sounded like him. Um, of course, they're gonna get out of there. Um, and uh, I, I love I love this shot of like. Batman kicks the kicks the back door open. It's got Stromwell over his shoulders, and then he grappling hooks, and it's pretty dramatic, and I like it. And then just as he leaves, you just get that explosion, explosion the doorway. Yeah. yeah, that shot's great because when you when they used to do the weekday release mm-hmm. of it originally, and then they would do like the Gotham Gazette, like next time on Batman the Animated Series, that was one of the shots yeah, from sure. the like from the you know because it's like it's the only way they make. I remember they advertised this episode. They made this episode look way more exciting than it actually is. And I don't mean that as a criticism of the yeah. episode, but there's not this there's a whole lot of talking and not a lot of action in this episode. It really isn't. It really isn't. I mean, it, again, like you said, this is the first time we're seeing this character and he's on his way out. Not to mention he's got this uh, PTSD thing that's going on when he when he comes across railroad tracks. So there's there's a lot of layers to this character that we're getting for the first time we're seeing him, which which is what's what's great about this what's the episode about the whole the whole series. 
Um, all right. So, yeah, they, they get out. And then, of course, people are, are rounding, you know, looking at the fire and stuff. And then there's that one guy who spots uh, Batman basically being a superhuman. <laughs> Dude, he had, it was Batman. He had yeah. this guy he saved his butt and he came out of the building like a bat out of Haiti. Like, yeah. no, here's a bat out of hell. Yeah, if we had to hell. Say- we had to say, you know, and then, the even, 80s. even when they're on the rooftop with, with Stromwell, he's like, what are you doing here? Saving your hide. You know, it's like, it's a good, I love how he says it though. I mean, Conroy's voice just sounds really cool right there when he just saving your hide. Well, it's because like, he's yep. doing it in that, like, I am just cool as yeah. an ice cube. Pretty it's much. like, I, I, I am the GD Batman. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's very just, much so. Very much so. And then what I was talking about, how like we're seeing kind of Batman being superhuman again, because he's he's jumping rooftops with Stromwell on his shoulders and did the like that whole thing where he jumps down and goes on that little flag post and leaps yes. off. Like he even does a flip. I was like, oh, look at that. Look at that little flip. Stromwell's gonna throw up. Oh, I just love the fact that he like he's holding Stromwell, yeah. a grown ass man, by one arm. Like he's, yeah. he's I'm like, dude, that that's I fling my kids around like that. He's a grown (laughs) man. Hey, man, it's Batman. Like I said, we keep talking about strong legs. I guess he's strong grip. He's just got that strong, like that iron lock that he can just do with his arm too, I guess. And then what's another funny moment too, is like when they're on top of the roof, um, uh, is like he, he, he gets like the rope and he like clings on like that little post and ties it really like nice and tight. And then they they propel down. And then what does he do? Dink. Dink. <laughs> I'm like, we, we and my mom were even joking. We're like laughing about that. I'm like, wait, they'd be like, it was really cool that they actually showed him like literally go, you know, wrap it around. Like as you would do, because, well, two grown men are going to be propelling down this building on this rope. It makes sense. But the fact that he just think. <laughs> What also got me was the amount of time he spent to hook it and wrap it around. And all he did was jump, like, literally, he was like, we're not swinging, we're we're not doing, we're literally just going down the street. Okay, cool. That's all I needed to do. That's all. All of that. Very dramatic. Just to get down to the street. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It was very dramatic. Uh, But then, yeah, of course, uh, that one guy's telling Gordon and everybody. Uh, And then, of course, we have Gordon and Bullock. Uh, and then Bullock, you know, just, just a funny little moment where it's like, your hair you look better on TV. You know, and it's just like, you just got to like, oh, no. the one I loved is that he's like lamenting that peeps that Pete's is burning down. It's like, they oh, had yeah. the best cannoli. Yes. I even wrote that too. <laughs> yeah. I wrote that. Yeah. yeah I was like, dude, like, really? Like, this place is burning down. And what's your, and you're just like food. I can't, food. I can't get a, I can't, I can't get a pastry here anymore. It's all about food. It's all about the food. And then uh, there's some really cool transitions in this too. There's like, cause we, when, when we leave the street, it like, it shows like a light post, you know, with like the ball, you know, the bulb, and then it transitions to like the moon and then it pulls back. And now we're at Thorne's place. I thought, I was like, Oh, that's, you know, there's some really throughout this, the, the series, you get these cool little transitions like that. And that was just like one that just stood out. I mean, it happens twice too, where it kind of does a transition with the moon the second time being like you see the moon in a different spot and there's like bats that are floating around. But yeah, so we're at Thorns and he's just basically, you know, hearing that, oh, yeah, they got out and he wants everybody to go, of course, get Stromwell and the Batman. So, of course, we had to get that scene where he finds that out. But then we're back with Stromwell and Batman and then Batman's just pretty much interrogating him, just like just 
getting on them for like, hey, come on, you need to like shape up. Shit's uh, shit's uh, bad out here. I know, and and it's and this is where I'm not sure if you got this feeling too. It felt a little bit like Scrooge, like a little Christmas Carol-y, like yeah. like Batman's like one of the ghosts of Christmas, whatever. And he's kind of showing him around, like this is where you got started. First, yeah. first you sold drugs. Now you manufacture them. And a little Storm was like, "Prove it, prove it." He keeps on saying, "Prove it." He's all, and then and then I love how he goes like, "Hey, you know, I'm not forcing anybody to take him or something like that." He's like, pre- he's pretty much putting the blame, like the full on blame on like on the users. If I, was, if I was selling drugs, I didn't make him take it. I mean, what are you talking about? And then he, and then he just rounds it up by saying, "I was selling candy." You know, it's like, oh, you're just selling candy, huh? Interesting. Interesting. But yeah, they show up to a drug rehab center and this is where it gets pretty damn serious. I mean, yeah, yeah I was like, you know, because as the episode was going and then when when I saw the outside and they were going in, I was like, oh, yeah, because this is where his son is. His son was not, of course, kidnapped or anything. He's not being held hostage. He is strung out. I mean, it's I mean, it's an eye opening for Stromwell because he's selling the drugs that his son took and he's all strung out in bed and yeah he's going to be in these detoxing by by probably going like cold turkey like Uh i I think about that scene did remember the movie uh ray uh with jamie fox Uh as ray charles i think about i think about that montage where he's like he goes cold turkey off of the heroin and he's just like like just your body's just sick and of course stromwell's ex-wife is there so there's another layer like he had a wife who left him because of what he was doing, which then, of course, for me, the Godfather connections, it's like Diane Keaton is as K, you know, with Michael. What are you doing, uh-huh. Michael? It, uh-huh. It's it's just this. Once again, the maturity it in this really episode. Is. And as a kid, I got I got like got none nothing. of this. <laughs> you're like, when is Batman going to kick somebody in the head? You know, <laughs> but you're watching it now. And I'm like, damn, it's some serious. Yeah. Like I said, there was just another layer that got added to it is that his marriage fell apart. Um, so then you're kind of like, and then even thinking, you're like, yeah, this guy does need a priest. <laughs> I mean, he, he needs somebody to intervene because shit is not going, not going well at all. And uh, so then after, after all that, um, let's see. We're at the drug rehab and then Batman tells Stromwell to stop selling the, you know, basically the close up shop and all that stuff. And then uh, they're back at Stromwell's office and he's, he's going to give them like the, the records, give Batman the records to be basically take to the, to the cops. But you know, as Batman's looking at them, they were dummy books, he says. And then of course, Stromwell pulls a rifle off the wall. It's like, Batman, don't turn your back on the mob boss. Yeah. Who, who comes up with a bolt action, like hunting rifle. Hey, whatever works. <laughs> I know. I thought it was interesting, though. Did you uh, that when we go to his office, his office is at the is at the train yard. Yeah, I thought that was really it's like, interesting. Do you, have, do you have like a flashback every time uh, a train goes by, or what happens with that? It's got to be that's interesting. I I just thought that was an interesting location to, yeah. to put it. It's almost it, once we find out what actually happens in the flashback, I almost wonder if it's like some sort of like psychological imprinting. Like this is where everything kind of went south. Yeah. So this is where I'm going to kind of, you know, I'm going to reclaim this for my operation. I don't know. But I just think it's interesting that Stromwell's like, I'll get my kid out. You know, yeah. I'll make sure he's getting the good stuff. I, like, like, yeah. 
you, you think that that drug rehab center isn't doing the job strong well i mean yeah. i mean it, it kind of shows the ego in the guy like you know it's like hey I, I know what's best for him i know this i know that i'm gonna handle it you know with everything that's been happening with him it's like it's like him trying to be like hey uh, i'm gonna take hold of like i'm I, i'm Pretty much, he's trying to get back to where he's like that the guy, I guess you could say. Well, he he's he's losing his top dog spot. I mean, yeah. even Gordon at the beginning of the episode is like, "Oh no, Thorne's going to win this mob war." You know, yeah. Stromwell's on his way out, and 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 all Stromwell sees is an entire life, an entire career, like marriage failed, son he just discovered is addicted to the very drugs he's been selling, and this. I, it's so weird to think of Rupert Thorne as being the young whippersnapper because he looks like he, I know. he looks <laughs> I so like, old. I was like, which one? When when he was saying like one of them's on the way out, I was like, wait, which one is he talking about? Because you know, Thorne ain't no, you know, he ain't no spring, spring chicken. Chicken, I know, right? He ain't no, yeah, I was like, yeah, but whatever. I mean, I guess maybe you know, Stromwell's probably in his sixties, maybe Thorne's in his fifties. Who knows? But uh, then tear gas comes flying through the window, of course, as it does. Um, it's funny because so you would think maybe you would just like, Hey, just pop in and start firing off. Maybe you guys should do that. Pop in quietly, start firing off. No, we got to do the tear gas. Got to do the tear gas. Of course. I also, okay. Not, not to, not to challenge the logic of Batman, no. the animated series, but they're throwing in tear gas. Batman puts on a rebreather. It's, Tear. tear gas. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, but 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 head cannon. He's wearing the cowl. He's got yeah. lin, like he's got the white eyes. So he's got like lenses. Like yeah. I'm sure there's some. I, I can head cannon this away, but I really do think you're putting on a rebreather for tear gas. <laughs> it's in the name, bats. Come on. But yeah, yeah, we won't go <laughs> dwell on that too much because I didn't even think about that. But yeah, you're right. I'm like, oh, yeah, it was. I mean, good, good thing he had the mask, but still, you'd have some watery eyes there, Batman. Um, so that's happening, and then Batman just throws a chair out <laughs> the window, and I love like how it almost hits Thorn and all his all his dudes. I don't know. I chuckled on that part for some reason. It's just because he just throws the chair out, and they're like, ah, you know, <laughs> like it's just a funny moment to me. I don't know, but um. Um, so then of course, Thorne's men go up into the uh, office and, uh, you know, it's always one at a time, right? Yes. It's always <laughs> one at a time. It was one at a time in forgotten, you know, yeah. when, when they were in the, you know, why are you going to a dark building with Batman? I mean, <laughs> yeah. You see some tear gas is going to do anything for Batman. I mean, it's not, but then there's a really cool moment. Cause he like, you know, he gets the first guy. I think his name is like stash or something like that. Yeah. Know, the other, stash. Yeah. Yeah. The other guy comes in, he's like stash. And then like through the shadows, he's like moving up a little bit, but it's Batman holding him a knocked out, you know, guy. And then he just kind of throws him at him. And I was like, that was, that was a cool little shot right there. I thought, I thought that was cool. So then we're getting some action finally, you know, but like I said, we're not complaining about that because again, the elements of the story, the drama in this story is what's driving it. I mean, they, they could have went the whole time without, you know, Batman punching somebody or kicking somebody, but you got, you can't, you can't have an episode without that. I mean, well, okay. and because while Batman's doing all the punching, Stromwell decides to make a run for it. And it's like, that's where he son runs. Of, you son of a, you, yeah. Batman's trying to save your ass and you make a run for it. Yeah. And then you run down the railroad tracks. It's like, wait a minute, bud. I mean, <laughs> and it's funny too. Cause when you see that, you're like, okay, you're like, 
we you know where this is going, which yeah, which is where it should go because then it's gonna um reach the part of like where finally Stromwell is gonna like see the light, literally, I guess you could say. But uh yeah, they run over they and they chase him down the uh the railroad tracks. And uh this is where Michael ends up coming in, and this is where um well, first off, we have Stromwell who can't stay on his feet, he keeps tripping. <laughs> He trips in front of um, Michael and then, you know, they have like a conversation and, uh, you know, Michael's just trying to like talk him, you know, talk to him. Um, and uh, and then, of course, Stromwell trips again and then we get the flashback, the full on flashback. Where we could see the whole thing. And this is the clip that uh, I have right here. It's very well done. You know, it's just like the the music, the everything of this clip. It's just it's just it's just really good. Oh, you know what? I, I did that thing where I. I did not share the audio. Oh. I always think I always never. Yeah, I had it prepared too, and I didn't have it. <laughs> and that that's that's just funny. All right, here we go. So here we go. I love how ripped up his suit is too. Like, oh yeah, perfectly exactly. ripped on the shoulders and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> there they are with suspenders. I like how this part, like, it gives us an earlier part of the flashback we didn't see before. Yeah, it, it, yeah and then he says, like, he's going to own this town, which, well, you know, he, he did live up to it, I guess you could say. But, yeah, here comes the train, that beautiful, like, I just oh. like right there with the score. And, ah, it's so cool. It's just so beautiful. Get off. And it, it's just the score. Ah, right. So and this Shirley Walker score reminded me a little bit of, like, when she worked on the Flash series in the 90s or, you know, it sounds it, it's one of the scores. that sounds a little bit more Elfman than, than we get normally on the animated series. Yeah. So Arnie barely gets away. And it's like, dude, get off the second thing. It tracks. There's another train coming. And this is where we we didn't see the other part. And then, yeah, he's losing. Yeah. So there's we go, Mike. Oh, so Mike. And then you're kind of going, OK, does Mike die? And yeah, it's screeching. Oh man, it's just so well done. I mean, this but, thing gave me like anxiety yeah. as a child. Seriously, because then you're like, what happened to Mike? You're like, did he die? And then you're realizing, oh yeah, wait, uh, he's he's the priest. He's the priest, right? Yeah, he's the priest. And then he, you know, he makes the joke that you know, knock on wood, and he knocks on his leg. So he lost a leg. So we're dealing with mob bosses. We're dealing with a, a son that is having withdrawals from drugs. And then we had a kid who lost a leg in this to a episode. train accident. Yes. I mean, yeah, it, it gets really serious. Well, I mean, and we're kind is. of talking about a, a heavy theme of like salvation and redemption. Like oh, totally. I mean, you literally have a it's a priest. You yeah. literally have a priest saying it's pretty on the nose. It's very on the nose. <laughs> yeah. just, and and I and I love it because Batman brought him in mm -hmm. in this weird way that I don't think a lot of people give credit to the Batman from the animated series. How it's not always about punching the bad guys. Batman in this interpretation sees when someone can be saved, yes. when someone is redeemable yeah he yeah. wants the records because that way they can take down stromwell's entire operation which i think is important because if they take down stromwell's operation thorn can't uh amalgamate it and make his operation even 
bigger. It's like if, if Thorne wants to go in there, he's going to have to now work completely from scratch. He can't just basically inherit what Stromwell has already, like the yeah. infrastructure that Stromwell already has in place. Yeah, it totally, it's just going to mess everything up. And, and then um, we find out that, you know, because we didn't know this either, that Michael is actually his little brother. Yes. Yeah, that was like a nice little, oh, geez, this episode just keeps on giving, you know, because we were just thinking maybe they're just buddies or something like that. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, we find out that. And then in, in the meantime, you know, you got some of Thorne's men that men that are trying to, like, sneak up on this whole thing. And Batman, there's a great shot. He just, like, clings two heads together, you know, head to head contact that that move. It's a cool little uh, Batman shot, of course. Yeah, don't interrupt the don't interrupt the family moment. This is nope. family time. Exactly. And I love it how Stromwell and Michael don't even know the goons are there. Like, yeah. I, it's like, no, it, it's like Batman said, no, they're working this crap out. Boom. Get out keeping of here. Peace. Keeping the peace. Um, and then of course, um, Thorne, uh, shows up and then, you know, Batman intervenes with that too. And, uh, yeah, and that's pretty much, I mean, that's pretty much the episode right there. What's it kind of ends pretty quickly after this, I will say, cause it's like, you know, finally Stromwell realizes after all this, after just being like a shady douche, especially to Batman, it's like all of a sudden you hear the, you hear the sirens coming and then he's just like, you know, he's hugging his brother, he's crying. And then they're just showing up and he's got his arm around him. And he's like, he's just ready. It's all of a sudden he just looks like it's like he's ready. And then commissioner Gordon comes out and he goes, Gordon, I have a statement to give. And then it's like, and then Batman, you get a shot of Batman up on the rooftop and he's like, there it is. Yeah. But it was like, there it is. Like you said, it wasn't that, you know, he saw that it was redeemable, that he was redeemable. And sure enough, bam, right there. Well, and what does the episode end on? Because Batman turns and it's the cathedral. <laughs> yeah, the cathedral. I know. It's like very much on the nose when it comes to that. And it's like, but it's it's good. It's just really, it's a really solid. Really good. And I feel like this is like a sleeper episode. I oh, feel totally. like it's an episode that no one remembers from their childhood because of how mature it was so no one talks about it when they have conversations about the amazing episodes in the series i feel like this one needs to be this one needs to be in the conversation more it often does. it does and we're like well like you know when we were talking last week about it i was totally going huh which one is this again yeah because it's just it's not on it's not it, it it's not on the top 10 list even though it's strong enough to be and it might be now i mean maybe we'll do like whenever we get through these episodes we, we should uh, do like a top 10 thing or something like that and this one i mean like you said like you said i mean there's no there's no rogues gallery villains i mean there's rupert thorne that we recognize of course but at the same time it's just and like you said i mean it's really got that feel of like a godfather feel the mob war all the stuff pete's restaurant you know the blowing up of all that the screwing over the shadiness all this stuff it's just all there and it, it it's well, about relationships more than yeah. anything else it's not <laughs> about the you know the the, the pew pew punch punch yeah. yeah and i like that i really uh, yeah. I, I really want to make a case for this being like a top tier. It needs to be episode. It needs to be. I mean, and I like what you said too, about how Batman was kind of like being like the, um, I guess you say the ghost of Christmas present because yeah, he basically takes him to that drug rehab to be like, this is where your son at is that. And then oh, the one thing we didn't really mention too, is like, 
you know, the mom didn't know that he was there either until Batman contacted her. So Batman's like puppeteering all this to try to, cause he just knows, he knows exactly he, he's playing chess. Is yes, he is. Yes. He really is Cause he's placing all these pieces for Stromwell to real that to like come to his senses because he knows the only way we could stop this mob war is if he just comes clean. It's not that like how hard he punches him or threatens him. So, you know, he gives him a little bit of a threat at the drug rehab, uh, which is a cool little moment. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, he's just placing all the pieces and it ends up working. It's cool. Oh yeah. Oh, that reminded me. Cause you said that I, I that's one of those great scenes where Strom was like, yeah, I ain't going in there. And Batman punches Bam. the wall. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Strom well, goes, oh, maybe I will. No, yeah, exactly. No, that was a, yeah, that's a good little moment. It's a good little Batman moment. So, but uh, yeah, there you go. Anything else to add to the episode? I just, you know, like I said, I just want to throw this out there about, you know, fans of the series. I mean, if you have not gone back and watched this episode recently, I mean, go give it a go give it a serious watch. I really good. It's really, really good. Yeah, I mean, that scene we just watched right there, I mean, that, that, like you said, I mean, they really give you some anxiety, just like, just like how it's animated, how it's doled out because it's a flashback. And then we see Stromwell just kind of like losing his mind as it's all being played out. Yeah, just very, very, very well done. But you know what? Next week, guys, we got Batman in the basement. Oh, God. I, I can't. Oh, the whiplash. The whiplash. Uh, I, I know, because feel. like right after that is. Heart of Ice, which is what we've been, which is one of the which we go from. We oh my god, we go from (laughs) it's never too late to what is quite possibly maybe not the the worst episode of Batman the Animated Series, (laughs) but we're talking like scraping the bottom. I'm sorry, yeah. I'll I I will be fair when I give it a rewatch, yeah, but I'm sorry. I've got Batman in my basement is like yeah. one of those episodes. Yeah. Sounds like, I mean, it's, it's a, it's an interesting title. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, maybe, you know what? I, well, I mean, obviously this wasn't broadcast. We're not doing the broadcast list, but it's almost like they were like, Hey, we went a little too heavy with the adult content in this episode. Let's do a kid's episode next. Okay. We need well, something. And it's the first appearance of the penguin. <laughs> That's right. Huh? I've totally forgot about that. Oh man. Yeek. Um, did we ever figure out who voiced Stromwell? I think my mom was looking. At I look, I saw his the name, nobody recognizable. Yeah, okay. the name's not recognizable. I did not, um, IMDb to say, oh, that guy, but yeah. no, but but just looking at his name, nothing about his name like popped because I looked, I paused yeah. to, to check it out. Yeah, yeah, I think she was looking, and I don't know, I, I was I because I. Yeah, I was on my way out the door and she was trying to pause it in the right spot. It was funny. Um, sometimes, I mean, HBO Max can be a little wonky. Yeah. It can be, especially on my phone, man. I'm like, I've been, when I cast it on my phone and it sucks too, because it's almost like I have to have the app completely open or else if I close it out, my phone will have to like redo it again. And I'm like, damn it. I'm trying to rewind just 10 seconds. Now I got to rewind 30 seconds because my, the app had to reload up on my phone. So it gets, and then sometimes if I do it too much, it just locks up and I have to close it completely out, recast it. <sighs> Damn this HBO Max. I started watching Fear Street. I haven't finished it yet. Oh, the- ni- 94, 78. Yeah, 94. I am actually surprised. I was like, because I, 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 I saw the trailers. Yeah. And then, but I didn't know. I was like, is it 
hard PG-13 or is it R? No. It's R. No, it's R. Okay, it's cool. Because I had first, I was like, R.L. Stein, is it going to be, you know, are they just going to toy it with, you know, is it just going to be implied about it? Oh, oh, never mind. Yeah, it's definitely rated R. Um, but yeah, I didn't finish it. Um, I'm not sure why. Why didn't I? Oh, yeah, because... I had to run some errands and stuff like that and then uh, work on some stuff. But, uh, yeah, I would have finished that and then watch, what is it, 78? 78. Yeah. I know it all connects and everything like that. It's interesting. I mean, I'm trying to remember, like, if I knew, like, the story, like, these, these stories. I'm trying to uh, – because I remember having some of the books. Uh, the Fierce No, Fierce. this is an original story. It's, it's an original story. Okay. I'm about right, to say yeah. it, like, I was, like, trying to remember back. I'm like, okay, my – it wasn't nothing was really clicking too much, but I mean, it felt familiar, but yeah, but yeah, anxious. And there's going to be what three of them, right? Yes. Cause next Friday it's a trilogy. So yeah. next Friday is 1666. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I didn't realize that um, um, Maya, Maya Hawk. Thurman Hawk. Oh, it's Thurman. Um, well, you know, well, uh, yeah, I, didn't know mom, gonna... I mean, yeah, you know. yeah. I, I, man, I tell you what, if they're, I always, after watching Stranger Things, I was always like, I wouldn't be, I would like her as Batgirl. She'd be my Batgirl choice, I think. I don't know. Well, when you get to 78, there's another uh, Stranger Things alum. Yes, in, I in... saw the trailer and it's it's the other redhead girl, right? Yes, yeah. it is. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. So, yeah, it makes sense. Why not? Use, uh, I mean, it's Netflix, right? So, all right, guys. So that, um, that, that one, uh, it's never too late. It's never too late, guys. You could see the light. You could stop being uh, a mob boss and, you know, take down your organizations because, you know, it's hurting people. Don't sell that candy like that. But yeah, like I said, it's a really great episode. Um, definitely give it a, if you haven't gone back and watched it, do yourself a favor. It's, if you watch it now as an adult, you're going to appreciate a whole lot more. And it's just, again, it's just crazy how serious it really gets in this one. That's why, you know, next week we got Batman in the basement. <laughs> yeah. I I'm going be- to need a drink next week. Yeah. I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I concur. I concur. So anyways, guys, go ahead, Scott. Well, of course, you can find me on Twitter at ScottDC27. You can find my podcast, the DC Film Squadcast, wherever podcasts can be found. We're also on Vero, Facebook, YouTube, and the entire network of shows at SquadcastMedia.com. I'm here every Saturday with this goofball talking about (laughs) Batman, the animated series. And, of course, soon, coming soon, I will be back on the Wonder Meg YouTube channel talking Dune chapter by chapter. There it is. All right, guys. And uh, make sure you hit that like thumbs up before you leave. Hit that notification bell. Uh, if you want to become a member, become a member. Hit that join button. And then, of course, we got the uh, Patreon as well. And uh, in about, I don't know, half hour, a little less, going to be doing the Patreon stream. So that'll be cool to talk to uh, those guys. I haven't talked to them in a little over a month. So if you want to partake in that, um, go ahead and join the Patreon. And then, of course, merchandise down below. All right, guys. Uh, same bat time, same bat channel should be next week. And, uh, we will talk to you later.